historic fishing camps, finding fish hooks and arrowheads and pottery and other types of things showing a Native American presence hundreds of years earlier, at least 700 years before European exploration. Again, mind-blowing. How rewarding that must have been to be part of a team that unearthed such ancient treasures. In 
church jeans. Grab your friend. Get into an argument that turns physical, and unfortunately, it escalates rather quickly when the son or ally shoots the other. At that, there's an indictment of the execution, and he's hanging up on the gallows, which was set up at the rifle range right outside of the hole. Until the very end, James Brown begged for his life, insisting, hey, I didn't mean to kill him. Break. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. Speaking of the rifle range, it was here on the trail where I may have run into a rather mischievous spirit. The apparition of a man in an old-fashioned uniform has been seen several times. Many believe this is the executed James Brown, known for following people and tripping them by stepping on the heels of their shoes. In the same area, people will often find terrible and sad. trail, walkers will experience the feeling of hearing what sounds like bullets whisking past their heads, hair being pulled. Some have heard footsteps behind them. Definitely the feeling of being followed, guess what? No one's there. Not only are footsteps heard, but the sounds of crunching Two other apparitions that call Grand Hotel home. 
was a woman seen wearing Victorian clothing. She roams the halls, and at times she will actually get into people's beds. Hmm. Okay, kind of on the cuddly side. The other is of an elderly man who's always wearing a top hat, usually smoking a cigar, and he's playing the piano at the bar. Many times people have smelled the piano smell of cigars in the area as well. She hasn't even said yes yet. He says to himself. But he sees their life together and he cannot help but get emotional. He absolutely just adores this girl. She's the one. Tonight is the night. Long ago, fellow Herodian's Harley asks his longtime girlfriend to be his bride. Cruelly, she rejects him. And in front of his friends and others, it said that. She was cheating on him and was thinking of leaving him. But when he asked for her hand, she let him have it. And I'm not talking about the hand in France. Maybe more like the finger. He's emotional, mortified. He's completely embarrassed. Depressed, he goes behind the hotel with his high bluff. And it's here that it's thought he takes drugs that can make permanent measures. He puts his gun to his head and he pulls the trigger. Or did he? Thank you. 
hear a little voice calling from her parents. Mommy! Daddy! She's been seeing several locations throughout the island, including the theater, the auditorium, Mission Point's balcony, and so many other places. Seems like she's forever roaming around looking for... Mommy! Daddy! And it's so sad that they're just, they're not reunited, you know? I mean, that's just, that's absolutely heartbreaking.
seemed to miss a clear case of poltergeist activity. Furniture was moving later on, so they would hear this morning voices coming throughout the cottage. Side, I saw that she possibly fell through ice. 
I can see one after I can see children sitting half of one where I see typical freezing water, especially a young, fragile child catching pneumonia. Mary helps her family home to this very day. People have seen her looking through an upstairs window of the house. Little Mary is the first person to be buried at St. Anne's Cemetery. Speaking of cemeteries, there's one Fort Mackinac Post Cemetery. Several soldiers, many who remain unidentified, they lie there eternally. There's a plaque somewhere that talks about the battle of 
Sigrid Seidix and Wesley's name again in his friend's group line, screaming help, distress. And I'm sorry, but I can't do an episode on the haunted historic Mackinac Island without mentioning or drowning. That's right, folks. On the lake here outside of the island, between Mission Point and downtown, there's a place known as the Drowning Pool, supposedly back in the late 1700s and into the early 1800s. And back in those heyday, several brothels were scattered about the island, and seven women who were what I'll call probably soil doves, they found themselves in hot water, the accusation enticing soldiers, husbands, and fur traders, basically men of all trades, to these promiscuous women's homes. Rocks were tied to the accused witches' ankles, and they were thrown into the lagoon. If they sank, guess what? That meant death by drowning, but that proved that, hey, you're innocent. Good job. If they broke free, that meant they were witches, and they were going to be executed by either burning or hanging, usually hanging. seven of these women, they sink, meaning, in these people's minds, innocence. A scene that's repeated in history many a time, sadly. It's widely believed the spirits of these much-deserving women haunt the area. That's not the only time a notorious drowning pool has claimed lives. In the late 1970s, a man in Hawaii got caught up in an arrest of seaweed and he sadly drowned. To this day, courts come in sightings of shadows coming out from the water's surface, making no sound, and even odder, leaving no ripples. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Is it a bit you guys? They're equally awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet? No need to cry. You can binge listen right now. Just hit up any of those awesome podcast platforms, such as Deezer, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you may roam and give your inner phantom of amazing podcast, and hopefully find paranormal files podcast lovely This week's special city shoutouts go to Dearborn, Michigan, Castaic, California, Dubois, Pennsylvania, and yes, Message me on Facebook on Paranormal Hours or email me at paranormalhoursonpodcast at gmail.